Wir gehen jetzt in den Wassers los. It's Deinen Freundo, Seth, I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh, German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. It's the Nintendo Voice Chat Holiday Special with Reb Valentine. That's me! TikTok influencer Jeffrey Vega. That's me! Special guest appearance by Shigeru Miyamoto. That's me! Illusionist David Blaine. That's me! Comedy stylings of Willie Tyler and Lester. Featuring holiday musical selections by the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. 
Fallout Boy's Pete Wentz, German electronic supergroup Kraftwerk, hologram Tupac Shakur, and a visit from the big man himself, Santa? You'll just have to wait and see. Now prepare to get jolly because here's your host, Seth Mason! Yay! Happy holidays to everyone from the NVC Techno Dungeon. I am Seth Macy. What's going on, Super Nintendos? This is episode 642 of Nintendo Voice Chat, our holly jolly holiday special. A very special holiday special because by the end of this episode, we'll all have learned a lesson about life. <laughs> Whoa. It's just, we'll have learned the yep. true meaning. Of the holidays. The true meaning of Christmas, <laughs> which is, of course, throwing a gold bloom at a street urchin to buy you the biggest Christmas goose in the window mm. so that you That's can it. have a delicious Christmas feast uh, with a lump of coal on top, as was <laughs> the style at the time. So thank you both for joining me from decidedly not cold California. <laughs> I mean, it's like cold comparatively to what it normally is. Like San Francisco is normally a breezy 50 to 60 degrees and it's been like 40 all week. So, you know, that's chilly. Yeah. And in, in Los Angeles, California, where I am, it is currently 60 and that means it's zero degrees. Fahrenheit here. <laughs> the man in Maine over yep. there is just like trying very hard not to say something. <laughs> you can't see his fist, but they are clenched right now. <laughs> I'm so mad right now. No, I'm not, actually. I like LA. I like San Francisco. I have nothing against either city. In fact, I enjoy visiting. Um, I don't know if I would want to live there, though. No, that's not true. I would. But I'd have to be filthy rich, a trillionaire. and uh, on a Because both of floating, us are? <laughs> like an, well, no, this is my own personal. Like, I would have to... I would live in California 100%. I would love to live in California if I had a floating airship. I see. Like a Zeppelin yes. of some sort. Uh, that I could just look down on uh, on L.A. and smile. Yes. Yeah, I remember Beaches. in in the in the Mario movie trailer when Bowser comes in his his airship. Mm. I immediately thought of you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate They're that. They're gonna replace uh, Jack Black in the Mario movie with Seth Macy. Thank. Uh, that is, I'm flattered, but no way. <laughs> Jack Black is the man. I love that guy. That's true. Yeah. He's pretty Which cool. he's gonna be on the show later today. I think. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that was the big man himself. That was all a surprise. Right, yeah. Jack Black as Santa was gonna come in and w give us all our wishes, <laughs> and then he was gonna sing a duet with uh, the Tupac Shakur hologram and hologram Bing Crosby. So I guess it's not a duet. What is it when three people sing together? <laughs> a, a trio. A quartet minus one. A, a triad. A triplet. A triad. A triplet. Is that no, it? That I don't it. know. I, I'm. I. I should know. I don't know. Why should you know? Hold on a second, Reb. Why? Why should you know? That? Oh, I just. I want to hear a little Reb trivia. For oh, everybody this is at home. completely irrelevant to anyone. Uh, my mom is a professional uh, musician in the symphony Wait, where I grew really? up. I mean, not like it's not, not like the New York Philharmonic or anything, but she like she like. It doesn't matter. Your mom's a professional yeah, musician. She, That's amazing. What does she play? She plays viola, and so the viola is the coolest. So I grew up like you know playing a lot of instruments and very musical and sang a lot uh, up until I moved to California where. Everybody is. You just stop singing. Well, I, the day look, the, the day the music died, look, the rev. Story. Look, there's a difference between being pretty good in your local community theater group and you know moving to San Francisco where you're nobody. So you know. <laughs> Listen, I want you to know that there are a lot of people who are pretty good in their community acting groups. <laughs> 
who moved to LA nonetheless. That's true. And they all work at restaurants now. Yeah. And I'm sure all of your thespian colleagues were wonderful, but none of them are on Nintendo voice chat right now, Reb. That's true. Well, when we start our musical segment up, you can call me in and I'll, I can sing on key. I can. I am capable. Really? Yes. This is, th- what a wonderful episode of Discovery <laughs> this has been so far. And I isn't love Isn't that what learning. the holidays are all about? That's what the holidays are about. They're about getting together, uh, sharing a viola solo with your family. Singing on key, which I cannot do for the life of me. And it drives me crazy because my father has platinum pipes. My oldest son has platinum pipes. And I'm tarnished just a little bit. I just can't sing on key. (laughs) You're an Elden Ring. You're tarnished. Yep, I am tarnished. It's it's, it's a huge bummer. But I am the only member of my family who can crip walk. So take that, dad. (laughs) (laughs) I practiced the entire... Uh, time I was on, I had COVID. So anyway, <laughs> hey, this is a special holiday episode. That is why we are all ex- so extremely festive here today to talk about the ghost. <laughs> there he is. Oh my, hey, Shigeru Miyamoto. <gasps> Mr. Miyamoto-san, it is absolutely an honor. Wow. Um, he, you can see you can see it's really him because <gasps> he's moving around. Uh, look, that guy, he's got a winning smile. Oh my um, God. He's not going to One of the greatest creators of human and uh, uh, of of uh video games ever perhaps just beautiful beautiful human <laughs> he's 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 being very quiet he's very shy a lot of people don't know this about shigeru miyamoto extraordinarily shy oh he's leaving no nope. he's going down some stairs <laughs> for the folks listening and oh, not bad. watching uh mr miyamoto is, is here, here. Yes. yes now in studio Yes, that's the, what that, uh, is, that is exactly what's happening on the screen. Yes, yep, he's in the third. Actually, there, we a lot of people don't know this about IGN. We have a third studio in Bakersfield, California, and we all know Mr. Miyamoto loves him some Bakersfield. It's true. That's where they have the world's largest thermometer. <laughs> or actually, that might be Barstow. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just naming places in California. And and, and Miyamoto, he's he's not going to, he's probably, he is on the podcast as if you're watching this, this is true, but he might not speak just because he's busy working on the Mario movie, you know, he's mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild, you know, sequel. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah it's, it's, yep, it's, he's it's, nodding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's doing it. He actually a, signed an NDA that was so restrictive. He literally can't he, say he anything. He can't speak until the Mario movie comes out. Um, yep. Mr. Miyamoto, <laughs> are we going to get a new Mario game next year? Oh, he's nodding yes! He's nodding yes. Holy moly, wow. this is huge. Wow. This is this is more special than I could have ever hoped. This is incredible. Wow. wow. Uh, Mr. Miyamoto, is the Metroid Prime trilogy really in your back pocket and you could just make it come out at any time? Oh, he has to think about that. Oh, oh that I don't mean? know what he's what is that? He's giving he's, us a. Eh, okay, so he's eh. sort of yeah he's, he's being coy yeah he's unsure he's unsure and that's kind of mm-hmm. why we love him yeah that's uh, true you never know with that guy yeah. uh, Mr Miyamoto I I are we gonna get more DLC for Captain Toad Treasure Tracker Ooh good question oh, that would be wonderful oh he's, oh, he's no oh, he's disappearing he's, he's hiding he's leaving he's he's we've offended him yeah <laughs> I really. We've, we've, <laughs> Fortunately, uh, we, we, we frightened Mr. Miyamoto. He's leaving right Good now. Job, that Jeffrey. was a huge bummer. But thank you anyway, Mr. Miyamoto. Oh. He's back. But um, <laughs> well, this is the perfect time for us to 
turn the lights on, uh, the Christmas lights, of course, to the and shine some uh, ectoplasm on the ghosts of Christmas past. Let us turn our hearts to the days of our youths. When the warm glow of a CRT lit up our faces and our hearts and reminisce on our holiday Nintendo memories of your Reb, do you have any fond Nintendo holiday memories? It could be from your childhood or it could be even from last week and you got an early present. Oh, I do. I mean, I do actually have a very old fond Nintendo childhood memory. Uh, so I got into gaming a little us. bit later than most of my peers. Uh, I think a lot of people mm -hmm. were playing games when they were single digits of age. Uh, and I, I had a little bit of exposure to them through friends and neighbors, but I didn't really play games until... Uh, the Christmas when I was, I believe, 10 years old, may have been nine, but I think I was 10, uh, when I looked under the tree, I had previously expressed an interest in Pokemon cards because all the kids at school were trading them. And so I told my parents uh, that I was interested in Pokemon. And so they gave me, I, you know, Santa, Santa, for they told Santa for Christmas uh, to get me some Pokemon. And so I opened Ooh. up a Game Boy Color case with Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver in it. And that was my very first video game that I actually owned. And so I- That was your I, first ever. My first ever video game that I owned. It was not the first I played, but it was the Banger. first that I owned. And yes. so I spent, I played Silver through first and I spent- the entirety of my Christmas break that year, just playing Pokemon Silver nonstop. Uh, and, and thus the gamer was born. Oh, wow. And, and this year you reviewed Pokemon Legends and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Look at how far you've come. Yeah, it is, it is actually kind of nuts because I mean, 10 year old me did not have, 10 year old me didn't even know what like, like video, that writing about video games was a thing. Uh, would not have, have struck her as a concept. And so, yeah, it is it is kind of wild. I don't think I, I would have even conceived that this is a thing that I would be doing, uh, you know, 21, 22 years later. To be fair, it is kind of weird that we all cover video games as our jobs. So yeah. that's okay. But you are right. It was something that was almost inconceivable. Like everyone speaks of game journalists. I remember when that wasn't, that phrase didn't exist. Right, yeah. You just like nobody knew what to call people who wrote about video games so like video game writers no they don't write right video games they write about them yeah and then someone's like game journalist and that seemed pretty good for a while until it was used as a pejorative <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that is very heartwarming uh jeffrey do you have any heartwarming crt tales that you can bathe us with I do. Um, with the first memory that came to mind is uh, when one one Christmas, I'm trying to remember the year. Uh, oh, someone's going to figure it out in the comments when I say what game it is. But I really wanted Donkey Kong 64 for Christmas. Hell yeah. 1994. More yeah, Donkey 1994. Kong 64 oh. people. This is great. It's, oh, love Donkey Kong. Wait, wait, you said 64. I'm sorry. I was thinking Donkey Kong Country. Oh, Okay. All right. So whoever's in, watching and listening, it's still you still have time to comment. Um, and this is live, of course. Uh, um, <laughs> I was uh, that was like the only thing I asked for. And we all know the beloved N sixty four kind of boxes, the way that you know yeah. they mm -hmm. were packaged. And so when I got the sort of final gift that my parents kind of like, all right, well here's your thing. And I'm like, you know, it's like when you get like a video game or a DVD, and you're like, oh, I. I think I know what this is. And so like getting mm -hmm. that N64 size boxed, I was so excited. I ripped it open. And to my surprise, it was not Donkey Kong 64. Oh, it no. was a 
it was an a cleaning kit for the N64 expansion pack. The little black, like, uh, yeah. with the red. You know, you needed to, to play Majora's yep. Mask, Donkey Kong 64, that kind of thing. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, what is this? Immediately, my mind's like, oh, my parents, like, didn't know what blah, 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 blah. Like, this is like, a, I was like, oh, oh, this is so cool. Like, fighting back tears. Um, oh. And then they were like, is it, that? that's what you need, right? I was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, because I knew you, like, I, I, my mind was like racing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. Oh my God, Red, you hero. That is the cleaning kit. And yeah, it's shaped like a, it's shaped like a video game box. And then, and then my dad pulls the old, oh, Ah, there's one more gift, and he comes oh, out. Oh, classic. There's a box. I open it up. It's Donkey Kong 64 expansion pack included, because uh-huh. it is required. Yeah. Those gigabytes Great. of RAM, or megabytes of RAM, I should say. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I was so happy, because I could immediately play Don- Donkey Kong 64 out of the box, and it would be super clean. <laughs> this year, I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals. So I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, The Boston Bruins home opener. I went to watch it and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was kind of ridiculous because I'm still 200 miles away from Boston, but whatever. Had I had NordVPN, that wouldn't have been a problem. I would have just gone in, changed my settings to another geographic area, and boom, I could have been watching all the Boston Bruins home games like it was nothing at all. So now I have NordVPN, and I can watch the home games of my local teams streaming without being frustrated. It's the same thing with, like, Netflix. It has all these complicated licensing rules, which from one country to another don't really make sense. So something you could watch on South Korean Netflix, you won't be able to watch on the United States Netflix unless NordVPN, boom, switch to South Korea, and you're watching whatever Korean drama that you want I highly recommend you do that. I haven't done it myself, but people seem to enjoy them. And who am I to try to bring down people's enjoyment? Uh, NordVPN, more than just entertainment and sports availability, it's going to protect you, especially when you're traveling, when you're using public Wi-Fi. People are trying to get in there. They're creeping on you. Bad actors, people trying to steal your password, your bank account details. Who knows what the government's doing these days? I can't keep track. They're all over the damn place. NordVPN... It's going to protect you. It's going to protect up to six devices because I know you have at least that many devices in front of you right now that can hook up to the internet. Boom. Fastest VPN in the world. You're not going to get any buffering. You're not going to get any lagging. Uh, It's going to stop your ISP from bandwidth throttling, which they do. That's kind of sneaky, especially how much you're paying those guys. There's threat protection to protect you from viruses and malicious malware and whatever else. Uh, Um unsavory actors are out there. If you want to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. That's nordvpn.com slash NintendoVC. Victor Charlie. Uh, That link is also going to give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There is no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nice of them, and I appreciate that. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, 
coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. <laughs> yes. Well, I have a present for you right now, actually. <gasps> Is that Santa? I actually have a filthy copy of Donkey Kong 64 <gasps> that I bought wow. from a Shop Goodwill auction oh my uh, in perfect working order. And my present to you is I'm going to tell you what year it was uh, on the, from the copyright on the back. 1997. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah. yeah, I was like, how old was I? I was like eight. I don't know. That's bad math. Um, yeah, Donkey Kong, rap, shout out, Grant Kirkhope, uh, legend. Uh, this, this, the Donkey Kong 64 feels like a game that, uh, it just feels like such a massive game that I was just so blown away when it came out that you could play five different characters. <laughs> no, no, yeah, cut back to Reb. I'm um, dancing to the DK rap. <laughs> and coconut shells. Oh, yeah. <laughs> DK, I don't want to like sing it because my voice is so good that I don't want copyright to pick it up by accident right, yeah, and it yeah. blocks the episode. Yeah, we will get a yeah, strike, we'll yeah. get a yeah, uh, yeah, a strike. But um, but yeah, that that game, man. I every moment we get those Nintendo trailers of the next Nintendo Switch Online game, I'm like. Will we bring Donkey Kong 64? I know there's weird stuff with Rare, but hey, we got you Banjo Kazooie. You are on the right podcast. Look, look, I was gonna say this is the first time in podcast. I was gonna say NBC history in podcast history where three people who love DK64 <laughs> are on the show together. Wait, we've never yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. No, no Rev and I. It's over here. Seth and like I. Like both love dk64 and we've made a pact a blood pact mm -hmm. actually mm -hmm. by the way it's in the mail just don't it's not no no, no it's coming supposed to send blood in the mail yeah i'll but, look out um, for it yes um uh we, if it does come to nintendo switch online which is a very good possibility we're gonna like play it as a segment on the show we're gonna talk about like i got the blue bananas this week <laughs> and it's gonna yeah so like this is so exciting. Yeah, yeah. This holiday, this is the best holiday ever, I think. This is very good. I'm so glad this is a Christmas Donkey miracle. Kong 64 lover. Because I, like, we've discussed this. I recognize this game has problems, right? Like, like people yes. who point out the, the significant design problems of Donkey Kong 64 are correct. I still love it. I love it so yeah. much. Yeah. There's nothing more satisfying than hitting the Z trigger on the N64 controller on those like little bottle cap things and just doing the biggest jump in the air as oh. Dixie yeah. Kong or flying around. What, what was what were your favorite characters to play? What was your favorite character to play out of the five? I mean, I like Tiny Kong because uh, like at the time there were not many girls in video games and I wanted to be a girl in a video game. So I always wanted to be tiny. Nice. As an adult, yeah, I I'm identify more with Lanky. <laughs> Seth, what about you? Classic donkey, man. I'm a Donkey Kong man. Yeah. Uh, yep. I was really excited for Chunky. Chunky was like, he's like the last chunky. one you unlock, I think. And yeah. like, once yep. you're Chunky and you can just break through things, I'm like, oh yeah, he's dumb, but he's strong. Yep. He's a dummy that's scared. He's scared. He's a scaredy cat. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, mm. yeah. But you know, yeah. he's got the brawn, not the brains. But yeah, I, I yeah. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. wow, that, that game is so and uh, seth if you want to mail me that donkey kong 64 cartridge i have the cleaning kit i can Clean i can take out the stickers i can we can yes still, hold on. Yeah. you still have the cleaning kit you kept it it's in uh, uh atlanta georgia where i'm from but uh mm. i'm gonna go there in a couple weeks uh what to, to when is this air i well, might already be there and i'm currently grabbing it as you are listening and watching to this right now i could be cleaning <laughs> seth's cartridge as you listen to this right now That's true. Oh, yeah it is it is not as filthy as my copy of Donkey Kong Country, 
which I also have within arm's reach. And I'm just going to show this off right now. Yeah, and the cartridge is yellow, but not because it was designed Ooh. that way. <laughs> it is. I always, I actually, I always forget how disgusting this one is. Oh boy. And I'm going to. There's a banana peel on top of it. That would be appropriate. <laughs> okay. Oh, so yeah. Oh, the napkin is, is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's get a Q-tip in there. Let's, let's clean it up. Uh, I mean, I have these filthy cartridges for a reason. Keep an eye on uh, IGN.com in the Ooh. future for maybe a little show where a guy shows you how to clean up and repair old video games. Whoa. I don't know. ASMR. Maybe. But uh, yeah, also you can get a really good deal on crappy, ugly video games. That's true. Buy them through Shop Goodwill. We got to be careful because Jeremy. Miyamoto is still in the studio. He's not on screen right yes. now, but he is just off camera. And I, I want to mm -hmm. make sure that we're speaking, you know, as the creator of Donkey Kong. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the yeah. he's the he loves Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, yeah. Such a <laughs> I wonder if he has. I wonder if Miyamoto favorite. has the expansion pack in his house. Mm. Oh yeah, he actually. Oh, it's uh, it's like the Metroid Prime trilogy. He always carries an N sixty four expansion pack with him, just in case. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Uh, would you like to hear some of my holiday Nintendo memories? Absolutely. Yes, because I I'm very old, so I have a lot of Nintendo memories, but I have two in particular that I'm going to share because they relate to one another. Um, and I, this is another one. I don't remember the year, but I was a kid when Nintendo Entertainment System was the biggest thing in the world. Every kid in my school, it's all we talked about. We talked about Nintendo. We would go to the drugstore, which rented videos at the time, and rent a Nintendo Entertainment System. And it came in a big suitcase, like a nuclear device. Wow. It was uh, had eggshell like padding inside and my dad would take it out and he would hook it up. It's all my brother and I wanted to do was play Nintendo. We rented a Nintendo almost every weekend when we weren't renting a VCR, which is another thing that you used to do when you didn't have a VCR. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, so Christmas 1980 something comes along and me and my brother sneak down and there's a box about, you know, about Nintendo sized. And we're like, Oh my God. Oh my, it's like three three thirty in the morning. Um go back upstairs, try to fall asleep again, and we just can't. We're so excited because we know we're getting a Nintendo. My parents are like, All right, let's let's start opening presents. We're like, Yeah, my dad's like, after I have my coffee, no. Because he did that every year to us. Uh finally we get to open it up. So excited. We tear into it, and it's a handy color computer three, which <laughs> Now at 45, like I would love to have one of those. They're really hard to find. But when you wanted a Nintendo Entertainment System, we couldn't hide our disappointment. And <laughs> also, as an adult with kids of my own, I I feel pretty bad for our reaction, Aww. even though we were just kids. Like I feel because uh, I remember my mom saying, "Oh yeah, the guy at Radio Shack said his neighbors, you know, his neighbor, his kids' friends come to play it because it looks so much better." And I said, well, Chrissy said that, Mom. He's trying to sell it to you, but oh, there it is. And that oh. was like like pretty mean. And to be fair, it wasn't the NES that we wanted, but like I learned to program basic on the Tandy oh, Color really cool. Computer 3. I played um like Dungeons of Daggeroth, which is an impossibly hard, yeah. like rudimentary sort of 3D dungeon crawling game yeah. where if you go too fast, your heart starts beating and you die and i was a little kid i didn't care and i would just die um, <laughs> there's some other games on there like um 
uh, this armor of anti-rad, which was a, like an early Metroidvania kind of game. Sadly, though, it was not the NES. And I was never mm-hmm. able to hide my disappointment in spite of the fact that I learned a lot of really cool stuff on that that stupid Tandy Color Computer 3. And now to try to find one, there it is, the, the suit of anti-rad. Wow. It's, look at that game. Yeah, that's a... Look wow. at that. Ooh. It looks like some some British Zeddy Spanish. It looks like he's throwing of. like a piece crum, pieces of crumbled paper. <laughs> he is throwing crumpled paper. That was it was a radioactive crumpled paper. It was the same paper that I used to hold up my copy of Donkey Kong Country. But wow! So, <laughs> next Christmas, it is uh, Christmas Eve service, which they had at the church at midnight. Yeah, and I would always go because I felt like I I loved the idea that I could stay up so late. Mm-hmm. And also, Christmas is coming. Yeah. And one of our family friends, she like hands me a present and I'm like, okay, whatever. And my dad's like, oh, you can open that. And I open it and it's a box. Of, it's a Cracker Jack box. This is on our drive home. And I was like, oh, that was nice of her. And then I opened the Cracker Jack box and it was the in, the NES version of Ninja Turtles, which, oh, that's a not a great game. <laughs> but this was also peak Turtle Mania. Yes. And I was a peak turtle maniac so i was pretty stoked thinking oh man i can't wait until we rent a nintendo Mm -hmm. to play this over the holiday break unbeknownst to my brother or myself we didn't even expect it that christmas morning the nintendo entertainment system was waiting for us and man oh man did we freak out and lose our minds over the nintendo (sighs) entertainment system and then like Three hours of my dad trying to figure out how to hook it up. It's like, Dad, you've done this before. They didn't come with an RF cable, I believe. I think they only came with uh, the the composite. Anyway, so that's my heartbreaking and then heartwarming Nintendo holiday story from Yor. We finally got it. It was so exciting. And then, you know, played the living hell out of it. Parents oh, trying to God. figure out video games during the time in which we were growing up uh, was always very funny. Uh, a, yes. less, a, a less heartwarming Christmas story I had was the year I just sort of made the mistake of generically asked because I had bought a GameCube that year with my with my savings. I had saved up all my like, you know, allowance uh, and I bought a GameCube and I asked my parents for GameCube games and I didn't specify which I wanted. Uh, and so they got little me uh, Resident Evil Zero for the GameCube. Uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. Specifically because on the back of the box, there's a character in that game named Rebecca. And they were like, oh, it's Rebecca. She's like you. <laughs> oh. I, you can identify with that. I played like 10 minutes of that. The first time like a dog jumps through a window, like a, a freaky, scary dog. No, put that get down. Never touched it again. Horrible. <laughs> Do not get that game for a small Rebecca. It's funny that no. the freight, if I'm a parent and I don't know what Resident, like we know Resident Evil as this huge franchise, but the idea yeah. of a game saying the words Resident and then evil, I would have no idea what that is, and no. I would never buy it. No. Uh, that's why I bought it when I first saw it. I was like, oh, Resident Evil. That sounds cool as hell. And it had a guy with like a shotgun on the front. And I was like, yeah, that's awesome. I was 18 or 19 when that game came out. So I, I was yeah. explaining to my parents later, like, you know, why I couldn't stop playing Harvest Moon, a wonderful life, a game that is ostensibly about farming, which, you know, they would oh. consider to be a fairly boring activity. <laughs> Wait, do you want oh, to yeah. play video games and do chores? 
<laughs> Biggest game in the world was uh, send children into mines to find diamonds. <laughs> pretty, pretty awful. Yeah, I, I feel like parents have gotten a much better handle for the have, most yeah. part. Uh, and, and, you know, having the internet, obviously, in sites like IGN.com. Yeah. And also because helps. it's like us now, right? Like our, I, right. I mean, I don't have kids, but like <clears throat> our peer group is the parents. Yeah. No, my son for his birthday is like, oh, I want uh, the Destiny 2 expansion yeah. that's coming And you out. know I'm what like, that okay, is. Okay, I don't. Yeah, exactly. If you Thank said God. that to my grandfather, he'd be like, those words don't make sense together. I don't understand what you're talking about. But um, I was going somewhere. With, oh, yeah. I was remembering like a friend of mine whose stepfather got the family like one of those educational video game machines because mm. it was like $80 at KB. And he's just like, well, the hell with it. And he bought that for them and they were all just crestfallen and never played it. It was, you know, learn how to read. And oh do man. Math. Those like the V tech little portable laptop. This was, yeah. But like pre V tech, like eighties, uh, the math, uh, capabilities of a CPU addition was as much as it could get <laughs> two plus four. Well, you better go make a sandwich cause it's going to process that. So, yeah. See, like at the age that I think you're talking about, I was playing edutainment games. Like I was playing oh, Rita no. Rabbit and Carmen San Diego and oh, Clue Finders and like uh, Treasure Mountain, Treasure Cove, Treasure Galaxy. I hope I'm hope I'm, I'm saying all these because I hope it like awakens some lost memories in the chat oh, or something. But yeah, Rita Rabbit. Uh, the school I went to was very small. It was kindergarten through twelfth. Yeah. So I was in high school when Rita Rabbit came out, and we would go into the computer lab, and there was like ten like Macintoshes mm -hmm. and we would start reader rabbit. Like we'd start one and then we'd like a second later, we'd start another one. And then you know, two and a half seconds later, we'd start another one. So the, the music was playing <laughs> in this discordant, like awful way that would just drive every, And then we would turn everything up and just leave. And the computer <laughs> teacher would come in and be furious. Ah, what are you doing? That's yeah. great. That's, that's how we sound. I like that. Did, did you guys, speaking of, because um, I was obsessed with a, a game in this genre, Math Blaster ages six to nine. Oh, I didn't play Math Whoa. Blaster, but I'm familiar with it. It's like, it, it was like, it was like a green guy in a spacesuit, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. there was a girl that kind of looked like Leela from Futurama, and then, you know, there's the little adorable ye little yellow splat thing, and, <laughs> and we would go, and you'd, you'd do, you'd do, oh yeah, my god. That's it. Oh. That is exactly the level I was thinking of. It is on the screen. That is Math Blaster, ages six to nine. Uh, and um, I did a very famous uh, Vine, RIP Vine, of me trying to do this and failing like as a speed run. Uh, I say very famous. <laughs> it got like a thousand views. Uh, but uh, this, this was like, this blew my mind being able to play this at the computer lab in middle school. That mm -hmm. you could, I could just play a platforming game in computer science uh, while I learned to type uh, letters fast. And like... The music was good. Oh, man. I would do anything to be able to play this game again. Good old well, edutainment games, huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is this is, this is is the meaning of Christmas. It really is. Like, yep. Me remembering that I am... I mean, I'm bad at math now, so maybe the game wasn't that good. <laughs> uh, but that's also well, why we're all in this industry is because we don't know exactly. how to do math. Exactly. <laughs> Over the holidays, Hopefully you get, we'll you get, get extra a computer Macintosh. time. <laughs> I'm going to go hopefully home and open be... my Windows XP computer and try to play this. I was going to say, yeah, this will be hopefully on the Macintosh Performer Classic that comes out this fall from Cupertino, California. Ooh. It's very exciting. Hey, would you like to hear some memories from the audience on Twitter? I would love that. 
NVC podcast or at NVC podcast on Twitter. We had amazing response to this. And I highly recommend you find the tweet where I ask and like scroll through because there are some photos that are adorable Aww. and everyone should check it out. And they're heartwarming stories. Uh, cheesy tree at cheesy YC 64 said, I went to my Nana's house for Christmas Eve and in my stocking was a copy of burnout for the GameCube. Hell wow. Yeah. This was odd because I didn't have a GameCube, and that's what I had asked Santa for. Woke up the next morning, and there it was. Uh. That's how I knew my Nana and Santa were buds. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> Cheesy tree, you wonderful, wonderful person. That so that's like yes. a that's like a a little parent trick is the reverse. Like here's oh the, yes, wow. What I didn't am even, I gonna I do was, with this copy of Burnout for the GameCube? I don't have a GameCube. Psych, oh, Nana, now you do. You don't get it, do you, Nana? Oh my That's God. Okay. The, I, the idea that Nana and Santa Claus are exchanging letters, trying to coordinate mm-hmm. it. So that's like, yeah, you got to get the purple indigo cube lunchbox console so that my son mm-hmm. can play Burnout that I bought at Kmart. Mm-hmm. Kmart. Oh wow. God. Yeah. Santa being like, don't forget a memory card. A lot of people don't realize it, but you can't save your game without That's a right. memory card. You're going <laughs> to have to get one. It's yeah. very frustrating. Like that stopped me from playing games. Oh, no. And then just starting them over again oh. because I didn't have the memory card. As an adult, by the way, um, El Tortuga Games. That's, by the way, that's Spanish for the Tortuga. <laughs> Getting a Wii U for Christmas because my whole family spent a couple hours playing Nintendo Land together. Ooh. Nintendo Land is a beautiful beautiful game that needs to come back it even does. my mom and sister-in-law who never play games absolutely love animal crossing and luigi mansion games on uh on nintendo land yeah those are the best ones actually the luigi's mansion one at least is, is and the there's that hide and seek one yep that's also and the mario fun. one yeah yeah, there's a lot of really good. Ga- oh, there yeah, it is, Luigi's Luigi's Ghost, Ghost Mansion. Mansion. Yeah, I've yeah, I have a oh. lot of uh, I've had a lot of uh, good holidays in in the Wii U era of of playing this. Yeah. This was a, my kid's big Christmas present the year it came out. Wow. Bought them a Wii U, and I just assumed everyone else would too. I was way off, but uh, I still love my Wii U, and I love, I love Nintendo Land so much. And I don't remember Donkey Kong's Crash Course at all, or Balloon Trip. These are the solo games, so you probably didn't play them a lot. Oh, okay. I think. Right. I think they were the solo right, ones. Yeah, yeah, team attractions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So okay, these okay. are the ones. Legend of Zelda Battle Quest was pretty okay. The Metroid one uh, was my youngest favorite game for a very long time. He would just play that one over and over and over again. That and Face Raiders <laughs> on the 3DS were his favorite, favorite games. Wow, I haven't played any of these. The, oh, you should check them out. This feels They're like fun. a complete... I feel like I'm watching a, a Nintendo Direct in present day right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if they brought this one up. This is one of the few games they haven't brought yeah. over to the Nintendo. It was really Switch genuinely very good. Wait, very we, fun we, game. We should, we should ask Miyamoto since he's here. We should ask him if it's coming to Switch. Oh, Mr. Miyamoto. Yeah. Are we oh getting Nintendo? Gosh. Oh, whoa! Wow. There he is with his expansion <gasps> pack. He's showing it off. <laughs> oh, God. So Mr. Funny. Miyamoto-san, are we going to be getting Nintendo Land ported for the Switch? Yay! Yes! Wow. Oh my god. This is, this is huge news in the Nintendo world. And I love that he jumped around in excitement, but the expansion pack stayed the same. You know, like when you move a chicken, but the head stays in the same spot? <laughs> yeah. 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 That steady cam is no joke. Mm-hmm. Whoa, now it's going off. <gasps> Miyamoto's a magician. I feel like that oh, expansion wow. pack yeah. might need to be cleaned. <laughs> I've got- <laughs> I just I've just the thing. 
I think Mr. Miyamoto and David Blaine are pulling some shenanigans in the backstage over here. <laughs> By the way, we do have David Blaine here. He's holding his breath. He's been holding his breath the entire show. He's trying to break the world record. Yeah. Breath holding during a podcast. So we will check in with David Blaine at the end of the show, see how it goes. But we will now we'll check in with Nintendo, 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 yeah, Allie. Oh, this is a great one. You should check this one out because uh, Allie puts pictures of herself getting this present, opening up a Game Boy Advance SP SpongeBob edition. Ooh. That bright screen and game library made all those long car rides as a kid so easy. Mm-hmm. Now, as a collector of uh, mostly junk, but also video games, <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Toys R Us exclusive SpongeBob Nintendo Game Boy Advance SP probably kind of valuable now because it was an exclusive it was a licensed and it was an sp which everybody loves yeah the sp SP. stands for spongebob (laughs) (laughs) so i don't even i can't follow that there's nothing that that was a mic drop (laughs) yeah that was incredible thank you for making this holiday especially me and he's losing it over there (laughs) oh no david blaine laughed and he lost his breath oh (laughs) All right, that's okay. I I, I just right. um for for the viewers at home, uh, listening at home, I looked up uh Ali's picture and I love the box. It says Toys R Us exclusive, burned into the box art of the console of the handheld, and uh yeah, it's just fully yellow with the green sponge holes. Fully like it is yellow. a <laughs> <laughs> it's fully yellow, unlike uh Seth's Donkey Kong Country cartridge, um but Donkey Kong sixty four, yeah, and that is um. Yeah, that was when wow, Nintendo's been doing the special edition consoles since the beginning. This is have, such yeah. a yeah. Wow, man! I because I, I I'm thinking about my Nintendo 3DS XL, the Link Between Worlds with mm-hmm. the the Triforce yes. reflection. That's the Highland like Shield. Yeah, my favorite. Yeah, no, not the Highland Shield one. It's like it's just gold with the Triforce uh, triangle, oh. and then it's like black on the other side. Um, oh yes, I have the one that's gold. That's gold, gold with the. Um, like the Hylian crest on it. Right. I, I did have the Hylian shield one too. Yeah. I sold it like an idiot because now it's really bad. But it's so funny because I'm thinking about um, Ali's Christmas of getting that and not knowing that the, the even today, like limited edition consoles are so highly coveted and, and still hard to get. And even in the world of the internet and bots and trying to just get just a simple thing. And that is just like truly a magical Christmas to yeah. like just have this console and not knowing how wonderful it is at the time. I mean, yeah. she knew it was wonderful at the time. It's what a great gift. Right. That light. And then she also got the accessories, which I believe has a cleaning kit inside. Oh, heck yeah. <gasps> you got to keep SpongeBob clean. Yeah. You got to keep him. <laughs> you would think he could clean himself no. being a sponge. Can a, no, can a sponge truly clean itself? Filth. No. Oh, whoa. I've just achieved enlightenment. Well, that's, uh, Seth, that should be a segment in your show about how to clean your video game accessories is how, to, how does a How to clean SpongeBob the cleaning supplies. Yeah. <laughs> is there a cleaning kit? Oh, I know. For the cleaning kit. Is there a cleaning kit for the sponge? It's eighteen dollars. Sold. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tivo sixty seven says Christmas nineteen eighty six. Now we're talking. Somebody my age <laughs> got a control deck with Super Mario Brothers and Donkey Kong Pro. Oh, and Donkey Kong and Pro Wrestling. By the way, Pro Wrestling rules. <laughs> You can't use Starman, though, house rules, because he's too overpowered. Didn't play Super Mario Brothers right away because I wasn't a big fan of Mario Brothers. Word of mouth hadn't traveled to me yet, mm. and accustomed to packings not being great. The amazement when I finally got around to it is indescribable. Yes, playing that first Super Mario was uh, one of like the three or four 
like game changing <laughs> uh, moments for me in <laughs> video gaming. Like that was the second big moment of the first being like when I discovered video games. And then the second, like, oh my God, this game, you do stuff. And it's not just racking up a high score and then dying. Like there's a point to this. Holy cow, it's amazing. So another warm Christmas memory. I'm going to do one more. And then we're going to talk about our Nintendo game of the year. Personal picks for Nintendo game of the year 2022, not 2023 like I did last <clears throat> last week. Uh, Raven Storm at Raven Ink Storm says one year I was really hoping I'd get Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Oh, this is a good one. I opened all of my presents and there was no sight of the game anywhere. My last present was a shirt with Link from The Legend of Zelda on it and wrapped around that shirt. I guess I should say wrapped inside that shirt was Super Smash Brothers Ball mm -hmm. Brawl. And I just about lost my mind and cried. Oh, thank you, Mom. Wow. That's good. That's so nice. sweet. That's another one of those parent like yeah. switcheroos. Like, oh, I love when they know. They know yeah. they have something good and they mess with you a little bit because they're your parents. Yeah. Oh yeah. We are we've done that many times. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, this is they're gonna know this is the game they want. This Take is, that Amazon box and wrap it up. Oh, yeah. That's like the um the Steve Jobs Apple keynotes where he's like, and we have one more thing. And you're like, Yes. Oh, no way. <laughs> I love that it's inside. Do, do you guys remember Super Smash Brothers Brawl when you would queue it up on the Wii and it had the loudest sound effect known to history? When you'd click, you'd move the remote control, you'd click the Brawl, and it's like, <laughs> and like trying to not play it. Sorry, Red, for screaming in the mic, but it was just like, like the big Brawl, and then it would just be like, ding, <laughs> like the Wii menu sound effects, <laughs> like after that loud, trying to like turn the volume when you turn the TV on, like as mm -hmm. low as possible. Yeah, gosh, Brawl was the Nintendo Wii days. We the things were so much simpler back then. So much simpler, so much easier. We we didn't have all these 4Ks. We had 480p. That's all we needed back then. Yeah, just 480 of those Ps on our screen, looking right at us. Simpler times, simpler times indeed. Well, thank you all for sharing your holiday memories. Thank you, Mr. Miyamoto, for popping back in. David Blaine, I'm sorry that you were unable to. Uh, break the world record for the longest breath hold during a podcast. But Reb, that was such a good, there he is. He's, oh, he, oof. he looks pretty good considering he wasn't breathing. Wow. Yes, you can't, you actually can't tell us he's levitating right now. <laughs> Whoa. He's, yeah, he's always, almost always levitating. <laughs> Look at him go. You can really see it now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, well, for, for people listening, David Blaine is levitating so high up that he's almost off frame and that's how you know it's real. Yeah. It's not an illusion. It's <laughs> the magic of levitation. He's been practicing for years. But speaking of years, let's talk about our Nintendo game of the year. Reb, I'm curious. It was a long, arduous year. No, it wasn't. It was, it was 365 days. All years are 365 days. So it wasn't that long. It wasn't a leap year or anything or a year on Neptune. You know how long that is? Really I don't long. know. I actually don't. It's like two. I've never considered years. it. Anyway. Uh, what is your Nintendo game of the year on Earth? And is it the same as the Nintendo game of the year on Neptune? Well, I did that Nintendo recap thing. And if you ask the Nintendo recap... Where can people find that, by the way? Uh, uh, on IGN.com? What? Yeah. 
The Nintendo recap? The thing where you log into your Nintendo account and it tells you. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the article you did for the predictions. Oh, no, for next no. Year. I, oh. That's, <laughs> I, I wrote that's something else. No, 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 no. Uh, you can log into your like Nintendo account and it'll tell you what games yes. you spent the most time with. And if, if I went by that, it's Pokemon because I, I reviewed both Legend Arceus and Scarlet and Violet for us. And those are both like, Whoa, you know, longer yeah. games. And I was reviewing them. So I was trying to test everything. So I, you know, dumped. I think between like 60 and 80 hours a piece into them. And so my Nintendo recap was just, you must've really liked Pokemon this year, which, eh. um, <laughs> I, and then I almost forgot my actual game of the year because the third game on there was Splatoon three, which I have put a large amount of time in and enjoyed very much. And it's definitely in my top 10, uh, still playing that going to play that a lot of the holidays. Uh, but my actual, actual Nintendo game of the year is live alive, which is, uh, I think the only oh, other game I reviewed for us this year, I think. Very cool. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I, I I was on the show singing its praises earlier this year and ah, i i continue I to love that game uh absolutely incredible little rpg uh remake of a, a game from like over 20 years ago but with new content that completely transforms how sort of the themes of the game come together by the end in a really really good way gorgeous soundtrack by uh yoko shimamura of kingdom hearts fame uh fantastic hd 2d visuals uh bringing that game mm -hmm. into into modern day and just a really really interesting unusual uh storytelling method of of basically a bunch of separate vignettes that all end up coming together in a really fascinating way by the end and this turn-based grid-based battle system it's just it's very good it's very unusual and if you are an RPG fan and got through 2022 without playing Live Alive, who boy, you missed out, folks. It's real good. Would you recommend people play it over their holiday break? Oh, I if, super like, would. Say, say they were on a podcast with somebody who was talking about how good the game mm -hmm. was, and then there was another guy who was uh, from Germany who talked about how he used to love it when he lived in Japan, mm -hmm. and then this guy on this podcast like forgot that he had it. Yeah. Should he probably like play he it? He super should, and it's also it's it's a little it's, it's not super long. Like I feel I, I ah. I'm gonna I, I remember I said at the time how long it was, and now I don't remember. But I instinctively feel like we're in the we're within the twenty hour range for this this puppy. Oh, that's that's, that's so perfect. for an People RPG, it's like very reasonable. Yeah, I think it's less than that actually. Yeah. Um, if you do everything, okay. it might it might encroach on twenty hours. But yeah, it's it's very right. very good. I think that's a great pick because I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. And I don't think that this game got enough love in the sort of it award season that it, maybe it should have. It's, it's sort of sort the of problem. Like, like it was always tiers. up for best RPG, but it was always up against mm -hmm. either in the Game Awards, uh, like Elden Ring, which. What is what, that Elden even? Ring is my game of the year. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, but it's not an RPG. It's, Come it's on. It's not a Nintendo game. Of the year. Well, I mean, it's arguably an RPG, but if it's, it's not, it's, if it's not. If you have to argue about it, it's not. <laughs> there it is genre is a construct uh but then other other than that it's like up against xenoblade chronicles 3 which is another amazing game that i i'm not mm. a xenoblade person uh kudos to the folks that are but it's just a situation where live alive and then games like xenoblade chronicles 3 and elden ring like could not be more categorically different from one another despite both being classified right. as rpgs so okay. what do you do <laughs> whatever it it's it's a thing you get experience it's there. my it's nintendo RPG, game of the okay. year all right i like that choice a lot actually jeffrey what is your heartwarming christmas holiday season 2022 nintendo game of the year so it's funny my game of the year for nintendo uh was sort of a, a timed console exclusive and as of yesterday at the time of recording it is now available on playstation 4 and 5 oh. so i don't know if this still counts, it counts. uh 
Okay. It counts. It came out on Switch first, uh, and that is Annapurna Interactive's Neon White. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's so a, that's a let very me, good choice. Let me, Neon White, first of all, let me just say I am not good at uh, games. <laughs> no, I am not a speedrunning person. I don't have any desire. Oh, yes, we're watching gameplay of it. This, I saw this trailer in the Nintendo Rex, and it was the guy who did Donut County, which is one of my favorite video mm-hmm. games of all time. Uh, it's gonna be, it was gonna be only on Switch, and you know, like, a game like this, I'm, it runs so beautifully on Switch. Like, I don't even have a desire to get it on PS5, even though it's my game of the year, because it's this kind of, like, very kind of stylized anime. This is, like, the opening intro, but, like, it's very much, like, kind of dating sim type, you know, mess on scene of like dialogue and the the voice acting is so good we, we got the the guy who does the tsunami guy is the is the main character and like the voice acting is very good and the music let me just say really quick the music is what made me buy this game on the eShop blindly because oh wow it's the music is by machine girl which is a very good uh, artist who is famous and they did the uh, whole soundtrack for it and the soundtrack for neon white on nintendo switch was my top album on my like spotify rap the <laughs> apple music replay all that stuff and oh, it's just a game it's a card game where you are doing the levels as quickly as you can and you use the uh, you're in he- the game the whole game is that you're in heaven you're a demon you're kind of in a competition to clear out all the demons and whoever does the best gets to stay in heaven. Uh, and it is so good. And it is so fun. It's beautiful on Switch. Like, it runs so well. The music alone is worth, it's like $20, $25. Like, it's just a, you know, uh, it's, uh, Annapurna does things. I love, I, every Annapurna game, I'm just like, I'm going to check this out. Um, but Neon White, this, just looking at this gameplay is not a game that would, that like, oh, this isn't my type of game. And it is, was my favorite game of the year. And I, I was sad I didn't really get much love in the Game Awards, but I know there's some diehard uh, fans at IGN that love this game. And we yep. were just like, it was under the radar. Like, I think at the beginning, we didn't even review it right away. And we're like, guys, we, we need to talk about Neon White because this game is like very fun. And it's and it's just like, it, it's they. I remember they advertised it. It's a game by freaks for freaks. And it's just a very fun, <laughs> silly, like, we're doing like you're and the the it's just ah it's so fun I, I'm not good at explaining it. Um, Neon White is is uh, again I'm not a speedrunner I have no desire to do you know personal record high scores like times like I'll play a level and keep going like whatever. But this the levels are so short that I'm just like mm, I think I could do that a little bit better and just one more just one more it's just kind of that addiction of like let me just try to clear this and find these little clues and then once you. Get better insight. You can see your ghost character and kind of race yourself. You can see oh. a little insight hint about like, oh, you should actually go this way. Try this way in the level. Every level has a shortcut, and it's so fun to find it. It is so fun, guys. If you're if you're listening and you're a neon white stand, let's let's play. It's not multiplayer, but let's just play together separately. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, neon white was my Nintendo Switch game of the year, which is now available on PlayStation. So that's great. More people can. Can play it, and I can confirm that Neon White runs so well on Switch. Just get it on Switch. Like, play it while you travel this year. Like, mm. it, it is a quick, fun thing to just play in the living room of your childhood home. I highly recommend it. Oh, well, that's heartwarming. And that is Neon White, now available on competing consoles that we don't care about. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll bleep it. Awesome. We'll bleep it out every time I said PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> right. Even when I said it just then. <laughs> mm-hmm. On the on the. Console. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Now nobody knows. Was that real or was that? Does that was that a bit? Nobody know. will ever know. We'll never know. It's on. It's on. I, I want to say just to make sure no one gets mad at me. It is also on PC. It hit PC oh, okay. and Switch yes. at the same time. But Switch was the only console that had it. So I will stand my ground that it's my Switch game of the year. Yeah. Just has to be a game my, that's on uh, Switch. I think like it's fine. We don't need to. We don't need yeah, to get. Yeah, yeah, that's it. fine. Like, oh, I would. Oh God. Okay. Then I would Fortnite. say. Like, <laughs> so does that change it for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I always play Fortnite, even though Switch is not the best place to play Fortnite. That's oh, okay. Uh, I love playing it in bed, and so the Switch is great for yeah. that. That um, it makes it the best place to play. Yes. Yep. So yep. yeah, because it's really hard to hold the TV up <laughs> yeah. above your head. Yeah. Oh, we should ask David so. Blaine if he has any suggestions for that. <laughs> he can levitate a TV <laughs> with his mind bullets. So, uh, my Nintendo game of the year. Well, I like like you did, Reb. I did the uh, the Nintendo rap mm-hmm. thing, the whatever, and I was really surprised because I didn't actually finish it, and I thought I'd fallen off of it. Not not for any reason other than like crippling inability to commit to any one video game at a time. But Xenoblade Chronicles Three was actually my most played game wow. of 2022. Okay, so and I like really enjoyed it. I've never I've tried so hard so many times to get into Xenoblade yeah and it's kind of like elden ring like i tried so many times to get into dark into souls games and i just never could but this time i did and i really enjoyed it and i know that there's like systems upon systems and it's over 100 hours but i was really enjoying myself with it apparently to the point where it was my most played game of the year my second most played game fantasy star sega ages for this uh master system that one doesn't count but my third game my third most played game is the one i think i'm going to name for my Nintendo game of the year, even though it's also a multi-platform game. And that is Ollie Ollie World. Good. Whoa. Yes. It's a good Which good is pick. a super fun. Now, if you've played Ollie Ollie World in the past, it always had sort of a pixelated look, like a side-scrolling, um, you know, skateboarding video game. But for this one, it's like they took the, uh, the what's his name? The guy who created uh, Adventure Time and we're like, hey, could you make our game uh, charming? And that's absolutely what it is. And it's sort of like, Jeffrey, like you were talking about with Neon White, like there's extra uh, uh, routes that you can find, and like shortcuts, and there's more challenging ways. There's the gnarly route. But yeah, oh. I actually had forgotten how much I loved this game until I saw it on Nintendo Most Played. It's really if good. you yeah. haven't played Ollie Ollie World 3, or is it, is it Ollie Ollie World 3? Yeah. Is it just Ollie Ollie, Ollie, World? Ollie. The other ones, The other ones are Ollie Ollie, Ollie Ollie 2, and this is Ollie Ollie World. Whatever. Yes. It's like, it's one of those beautiful cartoon games that you can't not like. So you got to go watch it and play it and have fun. And I promise you, you'll like it. If you don't like skating, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about the vibe. Yeah. It's about, and it's got great music. It's, it's got like game. weird characters. The character customization is crazy cool. Also, like I have this weird looking dude who's wearing a dress and just looks awesome and has all these tattoos, but still approachable. <laughs> I it's a it's a I, I would I would describe my character as a punk rock Frank Zappa. Well, look, yeah, there it is. Look at you can be a bee. Who doesn't Whoa. want to be a bee? You know what bees do? Uh pollinate all the food that we eat. Why would you be against I that? I would love to be but a bee. I would love to be a bee too, but I uh, life as a male bee is horrible. You are, <laughs> right. It's uh, absolutely right. Un- unbearable. So I'm fortunately, but yeah, Ollie Ollie World. Uh, that's that's my game of the year it's for Nintendo. And I highly recommend everyone play it. So Reb, you are saying live, live Nintendo game of the year. Jeffrey, you are saying neon white. 
Nintendo Game of the Year. I am saying Ollie Ollie World is Nintendo Game of the Year. I have an envelope right here. We're going to see which one of us is right. <gasps> Wait, what? Um, All right. Oh, my God. This is it. Wait, yeah. Okay, sorry. I'm just like in the front audience, like just talking. <laughs> oh, my God. Congratulations to Sonic Frontiers <laughs> being Nintendo Switch Game of the Year. No way. He got, us. Way. He got yep. us. No yep. way. I, I like it's like all our pictures on the podcast and then it zooms into like the Sega team. <gasps> Whoa, they were here. <laughs> oh, he got us. <sighs> oh, wow. so Macy, that was... you scallywag. I'm I, that's who I am. I want to thank you both because this has been such a, a wonderful, warm holiday special. And I hope the listeners have enjoyed this, this journey of, of holiday cheer and mirth. Thank you to Mr. Miyamoto, David Blaine, Hologram, Tupac Shakur, Jack Black, uh, the Trans Siberian <laughs> Orchestra, Willie and Lester, who unfortunately had to get bumped. I'm sorry. Just ventriloquism isn't that in, especially when it's an 85 year old man doing it, who I'm pretty sure is retired now. Um, but that's it. That's all the week time we have left for this week's and this year's. This is the last NEC of the year. There's David Blaine and Mr. Miyamoto are, are together. David Blaine is hovering over Mr. Miyamoto's head. Hey, if you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please leave us a review. Helps us. We're so sorry. NBC word. We'll be forever new debt. Thanks to our holiday guests, Jeffrey, and thanks to Reb. Thank you, Red, on the ones and twos. Thank you, Mr. Miyamoto. David Blaine, and NBC is the only place where you can. Get the thing. Get the thing. Get the happy holidays. Thing. Happy holidays. <laughs> Be safe and eat food and play video games. <laughs> yes, do all of those things. Neon white. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.